Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living. We've got the Single Girls Club, which I know a few of you have joined this week, and that involves online events, book clubs, monthly meetings, as well as in-person events, which at the moment are towards the southeast in Essex, but we're also looking to expand that out. So welcome if you are new indeed, or if you're old hat, you already know that I'm Chantelle the Coach, a court life and confidence coach, helping single women to embrace their single life now, to focus on the opportunity of being alone, if that includes living alone or not, and to stop worrying about chasing a partner, but to instead look at all the most wonderful things about you and to make the most of the opportunity of not having to worry about anyone else uh, and not having to do anything according to anybody else's standards but instead to just get going and learning to do things on your own and enjoying your own company as well as making friends along the way. A lot of you have found me through the uh, friendship video that went out uh, so welcome if that is you and hopefully you will make some friends along the way within the Single Girls Club. Just head to the link in the description to join uh, and I'll see you there. But let's get on with today's episode. I want to talk about how journaling can be one of the most impactful ways to deal with, in our case, maybe heartbreak, the challenges of dating. But actually, it can just be useful for any kind of loss or any challenging period of time. Journaling is for some people, potentially isn't for others. And I will talk about a couple of other alternatives that you can use if you find putting pen to paper really difficult. But I wanted to share this because I found some of my old journals from when going through my separation was really happening. And I mean happening, like before I made the decision to leave, as I made the decision to leave after all the transition into moving home and living alone to starting to unpack everything that had gone on in a in a way it was therapeutic so whilst I did have some therapy sessions initially uh, then took some time off journaling and meditation were the things that took place in between therapy they were vital to my own personal exploration and development and understanding of how I saw the past, my understanding of acceptance of everything that went on, but also looking at the key moments that happened in my life that led to the way I was functioning in the sense of how was I making decisions? What were my beliefs? And since then, two years and a bit down the line, journaling has become a regularity in my life. It has become routine. That said, sometimes the routine fails, we lose it to time and we notice that sometimes we can get caught up because we're not putting enough time into that routine. And journaling or any kind of expression of your thoughts and yourself is, as far as I'm concerned, the real self-care we talk about. You can often see the term self-care thrown around with going to have a bath, putting a face mask on and treating yourself and whilst they're all very nice things to do they to me are not what true self-care is about that's about giving yourself time and treating yourself well but really if you're going to take care of yourself and treat yourself well 
then you need to be accepting of absolutely everything about yourself, including the bits that aren't particularly good or friendly or the mistakes you've made or you make. And it's the element of forgiveness of all of that in the past and the promise of knowing that whatever you do in the future, mistake or otherwise, you are always trying to do your best. And some people haven't worked that out yet. Some people get so caught up in the errors that they made 10 years ago, the errors that they made yesterday, whether that's at work, with friends, in relationships. We can end up beating ourselves up for something that we did a long time ago when we were a different person, yet we're a different person now. We know better. Or we haven't acknowledged that we're better and need to change. It's this level of self-awareness initially looks at yourself, looks at who you really are and what matters most to you. And if you don't self-explore where you came from, you can't then decide who you're going to be tomorrow. And alongside that, once you start to understand yourself and forgive yourself and be at peace with yourself, you're also more willing to do that with others because you realise the challenges that you faced and over time you start to realize the challenges that other people faced whilst they may not be exactly the same you realize that other people are going through this other people have something similar that they're going through and sometimes you don't know for sure you don't know at all but you start to realize that you've hardly ever told anyone all the things that you've gone through and how you really felt you've only started by journaling so what if everybody else is doing exactly the same thing and never talks about how they're really feeling when it gets difficult or what they really think about themselves? And so journaling is just one of those ways to start expressing yourself. It's one of those ways to learn about who you are, look at the patterns and experiences and to start to get curious about your life and who you are, plus then learning about others. And it helps you to work out your story Your story is one of the most powerful things that you have because it's yours to own. You see it and you say it and tell the tale according to how you experienced it and your your side of things, as it were. And you also have the chance to interpret it the way you want. And that's another thing that journaling can be really good for because there's there's a lot of pros to journaling. Journaling allows you to express yourself. And if you're not used to that, because we're so used to conforming to social expectations, I don't talk about things or, you know, that stiff upper lip. We know, generally speaking, that uh, women are more likely to share with their friends than men. But it also seems that some of us, as we're getting older and other people are settling down and have relationships and families, that those friendships aren't sustaining across time which is absolutely fine. I think that's a level of acceptance of what life is. I think we can be wrong to assume that friendships are always going to stay in our lives but actually when you start to lose the people that from a teenager to into your 20s you used to share things with and express how you felt with what do you do how do you express yourself yes get new friends is one way and I would advise that and encourage that hence the single girls club however as I previously have spoken about it takes a whole long time to really make friends and to share that level with people it takes commitment and energy I would argue as much as a romantic relationship because quite frankly a friendship is a relationship you relate to them you know who they are 
You should be invested in their time. Everything potentially bar the sexual element and the romanticism. But if you don't then have that person, journaling can be that way to express yourself. Now, there are a couple of other ways that if you aren't keen to put pen to paper, that you can do it. So this came from when I was having my second set of therapy. This came from her, this idea, which was you can go to notes in your phone and you can go dictaphone so that you can document what you're saying within your notes. Chances are it's not going to be grammatically correct. And even in journaling, we don't worry too much about grammar and spelling, but it gets it out without you having to worry about writing. And that's another way. I have found that that's more useful when you're in the moment and your thoughts are all a bit all over the place and you just need to express everything and get it down. The other way that no one told me to do, but that I started to do, was video record. And the reason I did that is because I could absolutely flow with everything I was saying. And dictaphone wasn't stopping halfway through. It wasn't getting some of the words wrong. The only thing is it's not documented in writing anywhere. You know, it's not on a note. It's not on paper. It is just a video recording. Now, journaling overall is fascinating because when you come back to it later, it's incredible to think that you have a record of how you felt and what you were thinking at the time of making decisions, at the time of something difficult or just going through life and how you can see the patterns of building up to a sudden big decision being made, for example. And so when I found my journals the other day, it made me realise how how important they were to me. I knew writing was important. I, I realised over time and the fact it's still in my life that it was important. But going back and reading what it says, because you forget two years ago, how was I feeling two years ago? And you do the thing as well. Of course, if, if in this case, if you're leaving a relationship or it's ended, you do this thing where you think, have I made a mistake? what would have happened could I have changed things and having a record of what you were feeling and how it was really like to you in the moment is so useful to giving yourself the confidence that you've made the right decision for you and that you did it for a reason and the reasons are all there and documented and videos recordings are quite powerful in that sense because they're easy in the practical sense of watching back it's on your phone, you click play and you have a listen to what's being said rather than needing to read it back. It can also be quite difficult to read because if you've gotten upset within that, um, you also probably, you know, it's, you, this is not a, a formal video. You haven't done yourself up. Um, you are just quickly popping the camera on. I think some people do this kind of processing in the mirror sometimes um, and look at themselves. And I think that's the bit of the camera that I like. I just clearly can't be bothered to go up to a mirror and find one go to the bathroom but instead I think the element of recording and having a record means that you can go back to it and this was especially key to me when I was having moments when I was having my operation recently and going through that oh my god what happens if something goes wrong periods of time that now having had the operation I'm like wow look at look at how worried you were (laughs) and look at what you didn't need to worry about but it was important to me being my first experience ever being in a hospital other than visiting people and actually going through a major operation at the time that I needed to do to express myself. I didn't massively express that to lots of other people. I didn't feel I needed to. And I think there's value in that at times. I definitely have friends I call upon and say, I need to talk to someone and they hear it out. I think there's still an element of therapeutic expression in that. But this is for those times when you want to make it routine that you get to know yourself, that you want to be able to express yourself at the drop of a hat. Your friends will be there for you when you've built up a relationship between them that is strong enough. 
Uh, and even if they can't be there in that moment, they'll find that time for you. But this is a technique you can use at any time. Journaling is there for you whenever you need it and whatever form you take that journaling in. But I am primarily talking about the written format. Now, the reason that I focus on the written format is that there are studies that show that it can be useful for everything in the, in the sense of it helps or improves both your physiological and mental states. So mentally, it can alleviate depression. And whilst that might be referring to you know longer term chronic depression, we're also looking at the element of situational depression. And if you're going through a breakup, we are going through a challenging period. There are those low moments and feeling like we don't really know what's going on in life and the periods that we question. Whether they're linked exclusively or not, we have that element of the quarter life crisis that for those that have followed and been around for a long time, you know I talk about and there's episodes on and conversations about the quarter life crisis, that challenging period of time when you feel confused between what society says you should be doing and where you should be at. And what you really feel that you should be doing and what you believe in and where you feel you should be at. And so mentally, when you start to journal and get to know yourself and what you value, you're focusing on you and you're improving your state and you're starting to let go of the idea of what others think. And physiologically, reduced heart rate. Because if you think about it, and this is particularly important for the writing type of journaling, Writing takes quite a lot of time, which is what I think a lot of people don't like. I think that's why people would opt for the dictaphone or video method, because it's quicker, it's easier. But with writing, and it depends on your handwriting, but with writing, it can take a lot longer. But that's the bit I like about it, because if your brain is going 100 miles an hour with some ideas, some thoughts, and getting itself worked up, slowing down, And writing it means that the thoughts don't just keep bubbling one over the other. But instead, you're starting to focus on one line, one line that you're writing, one word that you're writing at each given moment. And it slows the pace right down. To me, that comes as no surprise that your heart rate then can slow down. I imagine that's also over time. But if you're doing that as a regular thing every day for 20 to 30 minutes, then your body knows how to do that. Uh, and maybe you're doing it twice a day in the morning and the evening. This is a habit to be built. This is something to do and to practice so that over time you benefit from it in a number of ways. And it's also known that journaling is most effective if you can take or apply a positive light to what you are talking about. Breakups, divorces, loss of any kind, life change are challenging. All of those things are difficult. They're not easy to navigate, but there is always something to be gained from it. And this comes from someone that has gone through a series of life changes over two years. And some of them are crossing over at the same time. And we've all experienced coronavirus, which I think has made a lot of people think. But you take my divorce and that separation and that leaving. Okay, yeah, my choice. I have that one extra element that means I don't need to think about why it happened in that regard. But it was still a difficult thing to do. What was I doing? I was being questioned by people as to why that decision was being made, uh, how confusing that was to give up so many things, material things, such as houses and security in that regard. But I had to move past that and go 
and essentially do the most difficult thing I've ever done and forgive myself for not realizing maybe it could have been dealt with earlier. Uh, in hindsight, maybe could it have been dealt with in different ways, in a better way, in a more effective way? Yeah, but I didn't know any better than the way that I was communicating at the time. And I think having that forgiveness, having worked through that and knowing that now I if if <laughs> if a similar scenario was to ever happen, I think knowing that my communication skills are much better now, actually knowing how I feel. I didn't at the time probably didn't know how to differentiate between different feelings exactly. You know, it was just happy and sad. What was the actual spectrum of those things? But from that, for example, from that event, I now have a very different life. I had to reset everything. I went back home. I was living in my bedroom that I'd lived in last as an 18, 19 year old when I came back from university for summers. You know, once I went to uni, I never came back. So I was reevaluating everything. Did I want a house? Did I not? At one point I tried to buy a house, but I realized partly it was just to look like I was back on track. There was another element of really wanting to have uh, our our dog. Um, but that I had to balance what I could really manage, what life I could offer the dog and then what it really meant to have that house and, and the costs and things. And since then, I've managed to be able to design a life that I I literally love. And I continue to do that, you know, at each and every turn. What is it I want to be doing daily? What is it I want to be achieving or or doing with my life every single day, each week? What do I want to be getting out of it? What matters most to me? And I now live on my own. I live that single life pretty much by choice. I'm happy to accept if uh, love or anything like that, romantic love, comes into it. But it's not something that I'm chasing. It's not something that I'm you know, really worried about or or that element of, you know, feeling desperate. And at times there might have felt like there was, it was really needed in my life. When in actual fact, all of the, the, from that point on of leaving led to all of this revelation and self-exploration, self-awareness and knowledge that now empowers me. I can make better choices. I communicate better because I know what I believe in and I know what I think. I can make better decisions. If I need to say no to something, I have practiced setting boundaries whilst expressing myself, even to friends, to family members, and not being worried what people think of me. I needed all of that to happen. And it only happened because of that event. And so if you can apply positivities, and this is not in the moment, if in the moment, at the very time that you're experiencing it, you need to express the feeling like there are going to be tears when you're journaling, particularly about a sensitive topic. You know, you're going to get upset, particularly if you then start to go back and uncover things that you haven't ever explored before that are historic as well. And this is where like a therapist can work with you on things like this. This is primarily not what a coach does, but more of a therapist. If you're going to do this, talking to someone directly that will help you explore those thoughts specifically and go into the history of it. But if you want to do that self-navigation, then, you know, you can start with journaling. And it doesn't happen overnight to recover the same as it doesn't when you have therapy, the same as it doesn't when you're working towards the goal with a coach. Everything takes time commitment and consistent habit but after you've kind of got through those initial feelings being expressed or the time becomes shorter when you first start journaling it might be the whole thing is just all of the tears and all of the whys and all of the questions and then the next time you come to it you revisit and you still get teary and there's a couple of questions but then after that your mind starts to answer those questions or it starts to go well, what if this and what if that? And this will depend on how many other outside influences you have. 
I highly suggest that your Instagram changes from celebrity culture, if it's on that, to finding thought leaders to follow with inspirational quotes and motivational speeches and interviews from people that have been through similar or losses and so that you get different influences of what they did and how they thought or think now, in fact, how their mindset has changed. People you can follow that interview others are are those like Jay Shetty. Uh, this is where I started out with Jay Shetty. He's got such a wide spectrum of people that he interviews and the topics he covers. They would pretty much suit anybody. Um, you can head to the Billyus, Tom Billyu and Lisa Billyu, uh, depending on the elements there. But Tom, they, in fact, they both interview people. Tom via Impact Theory and Lisa via Women of Impact. Different people. But, and different experiences that they talk through. But again, just hearing from others helps you to feel like you're not alone and that there are ways that you can process it. And if you're getting that in between your journaling, such as popping a podcast on, on the way to work, podcasts were my best friend alongside journaling, uh, and they were all different ones as well. Uh, I went down some health ones. I went down some inspirational ones. There are a number of people that I can recommend to you and those are a couple of my top ones to start you off with, as well as this podcast, obviously. Uh, but that's I don't storytell on here. It's my story plus the experience I've had and based on what uh, I want to share with you. But to actually hear someone interview someone else, you're hearing someone else's story and lots of other people's stories about how they did it. And that's also why the Single Girls Club can be useful because when we're on the Zoom or on the monthly conversations, you're hearing from other people that are just like you. So on the podcasts, mostly they are now well-known people. Whereas in the Single Girls Club, you're getting just women that are living their lives in different parts, mostly of the UK. Uh, Though we have a few different people from some other countries involved sometimes. And uh, They're going through your daily struggles and the same things as you. And you really aren't alone in finding dating difficult, in finding heartbreak hard, in being divorced in your 20s, having children and being a single parent now, whether the father is much involved or not at all. But journaling is the bit that you do for yourself. It's the bit that you really start to learn about you and explore what's going on. And you can do that with others as well. But a friend can't be there all the time to do it. And a therapist costs money to do all of that. So even if you have both of those things, friends and therapists, then you still need that time for you. You still need that self-discovery. And a coach can do that too. A therapist really goes back. If you've already done your story backwards, a coach can still pick up on the stories with you, but pushes forwards onto that goal, whatever you're trying to work on, be it enjoy your single life and stop worrying about what other people are going to think about you sat down at a restaurant on your own and that's what journaling is really good for alongside is that you go you ask yourself well why why am I worried about what uh, people judging me when I'm at a restaurant well they're going to think I'm weird and I'm a mod why do you think they're going to think that well it looks weird and odd to do what do you think about someone sat in a coffee shop on their own or a restaurant eating on their own oh I don't really I don't think I've ever seen it or if you have, you maybe you write down, oh, well, I don't really notice them. I don't think much of it. Maybe I feel a little bit sorry for them or maybe think, oh, do they need a friend? And actually you pity them more so than you probably should. Some people are very confident in sitting there on their own and doing things. But it's that digging down deep. That's what coaches do. Coaches, all they do is ask questions to help you discover answers for yourself. And a, a journal is something that you can start to express yourself. 
you can look up journal prompts if you're unsure of how to start. But why is one of those biggest questions. Why do I think that? And really ponder it. You don't have to put pen to paper immediately. It is the element of thinking about it first. This is why meditation paired alongside can be quite good. Whilst some meditations are specifically focused on clearing the mind to slow the mind down, other meditations can be to explore. And so even if you need to do 10 minutes of meditation and reflection beforehand to then do 10 minutes of talking, then great. But overall journaling is part of the healing process. I think it's a key part of you coming to terms with what happened in whatever event you're referring to. It's a way to really express yourself and give yourself the time to cry, to be upset. And you should be always letting those feelings out if they're there. Okay, if you're at work, maybe it's not the most appropriate time. Save it for later. But other than that, making sure that you express yourself in some way. We know that it has health benefits physically and mentally. And as well as that, it gives you a record. This has been the most powerful thing to me. Finding that journal the other day, I was fascinated because I had forgotten what it was like in the moment. And I don't have regrets about it, but sometimes you do go, oh, was it, was it that bad? <laughs> how, how was it? I don't remember. And our, our minds aren't, aren't built to remember exactly how things were. We've only got so much storage there that we can keep filled up. And each new bit probably replaces an old bit because we don't keep going over that pattern. But a journal can allow you to remember to touch base in on and go oh yeah that's what it was like and that happened and I forgot and now it comes back I go "Mm, no we were okay having that in whatever form video notes on your phone but for me the most powerful and useful in terms of slowing you down and getting you to organize your thoughts is written journals And that's why I popped together the 2022 Year of You journal that I've created and is available for you to start getting 2022 sorted and ready so that you can make it, literally make it the year of you. So no matter what your relationship status is, no matter where you live, no matter what's happening with your job, 2021, as someone said at the Single Girls Club meetup in Chelmsford the other day, It has been a washout. 2021 was weird. It started really fluffy. That Christmas where we weren't really allowed to like visit people. And then we went straight back into lockdowns and so on. Oh gosh. It just, it's all been a bit higgledy piggledy. That doesn't mean good things haven't happened. But realistically, we don't know what's going to happen with this winter. But let's go into 2022 with that optimism. So much has changed in the past couple of years for everybody regardless of those life events coronavirus has flipped people's worlds upside down or at least their perspectives and so that journal has been created page per day so that the dates are organized and ready to go you don't have to think about what the day is it's got monthly goal setting for those of you that are ready and raring to go and to make the most of the year including like the yearly setup and it's got three month check-ins 90 day check-ins which is essential Uh, it's the kind of thing that we encourage in coaching is to check in after three months that's to really see your progress after a month you can see some but three months is the key bit to reflect upon and that is available in the description or you can head to instagram uh, in the link in bio there or on tiktok in the link in bio there and you can grab your copy now it's one of those where once you have it 
I've got mine and I can't wait to use it. It's one of those where I'm like, oh, let it be, let it be the end of December so I can start writing my goals in. But once you've got it, no one can say, have you got a diary yet? Have you got a journal? Should I get something for you? You've got to already have it because otherwise they're going to get you some naff one that's not set up for you and works for you. You've got, you've got this one here that's got goals set in it, reflection points and a page per day to write on. Plus, there's a support group to go alongside it so that you can keep your 2022 momentum going. So check that out. Make sure you start journaling. Even if you start now, you can grab yourself any pretty notebook. It won't have the prompts. It won't have the goal setting. Find a notebook, whether you like line pages, gridded pages or blank pages. Some people really like that. And start documenting your thoughts for the next couple of months. There's still a good time of 2021 left. So before I get too excited about 2022, you can start building up your habit. And then you can have that 2022, the year of you book, ready to really smash out 2022. I hope that's given you some ideas about how to process, express and heal during heartbreak or anything that's challenging for you. Be sure to join the Single Girls Club to find those people that are in your tribe that feel just the same way that you do, find it difficult but want to embrace that single life, want to make friends or try to at the very least. And until next time, keep thriving. Keep thriving.